Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. That's where we are. We've got some changes in the NFL this year. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Special edition on the heels of two major quarterback news. One I've been talking about for a while that I was completely wrong on. I'll get to that in a minute. We were presented, as always, by DraftKings. And we'll get right there. Aaron Rodgers, as of a couple hours ago, recording this on Tuesday afternoon, has agreed to come back to the Packers. And we'll get to the contract in a minute. But let's just say right up and up front, I was wrong. I thought that they would move to Jordan Love. I go back, as I've said this before, to draft night 2020 in COVID. General Manager Brian Budekunst, Coach Matt LaFleur, both in their homes during that COVID draft, smiling ear to ear. They had just traded up, gone up aggressively and affirmatively to acquire Jordan Love. And I thought with the recent history of quarterbacks, only Patrick Mahomes and Trey Lance now have sat for even a year, let alone two years. Of course, Aaron sat for three years. We were very involved in that, and that was a tough situation for me trying to manage that situation with Aaron's agent, wondering if he's ever going to play. And of course, Brett Favre's agent didn't like the situation of coming into work every day and sitting with his replacement. <clears throat> that has now been two years for Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to be more than two years. Now, is it going to be more than three years, the same amount of time that Aaron sat? We're going to find out, but I want to caution everyone and pump the brakes on the end of Jordan Love or even the continuation of Aaron Rodgers past this year. The reports about the contract have been murky. The same time that Pat McAfee broke the news, we heard from Ian Rappaport about a $200 million deal over four years and $50 million a year. And of course, that's the first newsbreaker, so that gets all the headlines and attention. Now McAfee comes back and says that's not the case. All we know is it's going to be cap-friendly. Of course, it's going to be cap-friendly. They're going to bonus out the first year and have a really small salary. So it's a good cap number for this year. But we'll see what happens down the line. And to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to commit for four years, even beyond the contract, is come on. He had to take two months this year to figure out what he's going to come back. What do you think it's going to be like next year? And here's the thing. When he came back in July it was, or August, it was reported by everyone that he had an out after 2022, not after 2021, but after 2022, an out, a void, a way to become a free agent, a la Tom Brady with New England a couple of years ago. That is massively valuable. That has incredible value. And if, in fact, this new deal, which we don't even know is done or not, is tearing that up and giving Aaron $50 million is going to be a bargain. For him to give that up a year from now, he would be picking his team and getting the biggest contract in the history of the sport. No question, which would make $50 million a year look like a bargain. And it does if they got it out. So we don't even know if that's out yet. The other thing is I know so well, the Packers don't guarantee more than one year. So we'll see what the real guarantee is, the real deal. But that's the contract part of it. On the football part of it, listen, I know the Packers. They're not giving up on Jordan Love. First of all, he's a cheap backup when you have the highest paid player in the league as a starter you want a cheap backup he's a cheap backup he's as cheap as you can get a rookie contract backup number two who says they're giving up on him it may be a starter in 2023 they'll exercise the option after 2022 no matter what and if he plays well in 2023 they'll give do a new contract and if he doesn't play they go on to the option year and they'll figure it out from there but listen 
to say they're giving up on Jordan Love and this whole Tom Clemens thing. Tom Clemens was a quarterback coach that Aaron loved as a young quarterback. Aaron even said this on McAfee. He was good for me as a young quarterback. Guess who's a young quarterback? Jordan Love and Tom Clemens will bring him along. So great news. Aaron's back for Packer fans like me as much as I'm uh, off on the prognosticating business. I'm happy as a fan. Packers are going to be good again. They're not going to struggle with a rookie quarterback or a first-year quarterback. They're going to have the two-time reigning MVP as their quarterback. They're going to be very good. And my boys and I were big fans. You know me on Twitter on Packer Days. I'm extremely biased, especially towards this player. So expect more of that from me. You're going to see that. So all these things are going on right now with Aaron. We don't even know if the contract's done. We know it's going to be cap-friendly. Of course it's going to be cap-friendly. Give him a huge bonus, he'll make it cap-friendly. And the bonus maybe who knows, if it's a four-year deal, put a bonus in there of, I don't know, $80 million, that's 20 plus a $1 million salary or whatever, bring down the cap number. So we'll see what the real deal on Aaron is. But again, I was wrong. It's more deja vu than I thought. I thought they'd move to Jordan after two years because they went up and got him versus Aaron Rodgers falling in our lap like he did say 18 years ago. But this is different. Okay, so here we are. Aaron's back. I was wrong. And the Packers move on with their existing quarterback. They are running it back. They're cap strapped. They are going for it, a la the Rams. They are making, uh, I would think, we're still under the the cap deadline, uh, the tag deadline. I would think Devontae Adams will be a tag today. They'll They'll keep the band together as long as they can. And we'll see on that. Okay, that is your Aaron Rodgers update. I was wrong. We finally have it. Now, listen, we're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers again on this thing. People say, well, maybe four years. No, no. I think we'll be talking about this again next year. To think that Aaron Rodgers is going to commit when he basically came very close to retirement, is going to commit next year for another year right away. I don't know about that. I think he's committed this year, but we'll be talking about this again. But for now, we're not going to talk about it. Final point on Aaron Rodgers. I forgot to say this. The most interesting character in all of this is an agent I dealt with so many years uh, as with the Packers named Dave Dunn. Dave represented so many players that I had, uh, Amon Green and Jamal Reynolds and different players, Marcus Anderson. Dave was a protege of Leif Steinberg. Dave's now one of the top agents. He's been at it for 30, 35 years. He represents Aaron Rodgers. He represents Jordan Law. He knows what's going on. He'll never talk. And the Packers don't talk about this, but he's one of the few people in the world that knows if and when they want to transition to Jordan Love. So that's an interesting angle as well. Hope you like that. Uh, Those are my initial thoughts about Aaron Rodgers on this emergency podcast. Now, before I get to another huge quarterback news, a word from my favorite sponsor, one of them, Athletic Greens, because I use it every day. I started taking Athletic Greens. I wanted more energy. I wanted to optimize my health, optimize my immune system not take so many supplements. And I've been taking it for, I don't know, six, seven years. It's lifestyle friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar. Sugar's the devil. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, supports better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity. One of the things I do every day, I pour it in some water and take it. It's a micro habit with big benefits. You can do it every single day. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D. Uh, it's recommended by athletes. I know some athletes that take it, athletes much better than I am. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So 
It's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially as we're still in flu and cold system. Take a cup, scoop it a cup into water every day. That's it. Athletic Greens is now going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back to the rants. As we came on, as I came on to record this about Aaron, a trade breaks about Russell Wilson. Now, Denver was hot after a quarterback, was hot after Aaron Rodgers, and they were doing anything they could to get a top quarterback. Now they move to Russell Wilson. We don't know what the deal is. They're getting Russell Wilson from the Saddle Seahawks. We know Drew Locke, their existing quarterback, is involved. That's not much. We'll see what else is involved. I would think other players, maybe receivers. We'll see who goes back to Seattle from Denver. It's a blockbuster trade. Wilson had a no-trade clause. When he talked about teams he might go to last year, this wasn't one of them. We talked about New Orleans, Dallas, Raiders, Chicago. This is now Denver. And again, Denver has a strong nucleus with a good defense and with some pieces on offense, but I don't know if any of those pieces are going back to Seattle. Seattle is still smarting from one of the worst trades in recent memory. They traded two number ones for box safety and Jamal Adams. Show you how bad a deal that is. The Eagles traded a three and a five for a, a top corner in Darius Slay, who's more valuable in my mind than Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, they traded two ones. So I assume they're getting back at least two ones with a package of other players and products from the Denver Broncos. You know, people said this about Aaron Rodgers. Why would he go to the AFC West where you got Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr? Well, why not? I mean, people don't understand. This is what athletes want, right? Athletes want to compete at the highest levels. So, yeah, Aaron will keep dominating the NFC North. But wouldn't you want to go compete against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? For years to come. So yeah, I think time with the Seattle ran out. I mean, again, there was all the BS about it. Russell loved it there and the team had no intention of trading him. That means they had no intention of trading him at that particular minute and hour of that day. Of course, they're going to trade him to get the right deal. It's something we heard about last year and the Seahawks are always looking for change and they moved on from Earl Thomas. They moved on from Richard Sherman. They moved on from Cam Chancellor. They moved on from Michael Bennett. This is what Seattle does. I mean, John Schneider, of course, another, like Gutekunst, a Ted Thompson disciple, going to build through the draft. And here we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big day. Quarterback moves. This is always what happens in the NFL. Franchise deadline day is a deadline day in other ways, too, because now we got the amounts out. We've got the cap out, $208 million. That's a good number. And again, for people who worry about the cap. You know, a team, and I did this for 10 years, a team's going to have half its, and it's better now than I did it because now you have the rookie pool. Team's got half its salary, half its um, half its payroll, half its players on rookie contracts. So I say this all the time, conservatively, you give them a million dollars. A lot of them make less than that in terms of a cap number, but say 30-something players making a million-dollar cap number, that's 30. So then for your other 25 players plus, plus practice squad, 23 players, You've got like $180 million, $175 million to, to, to work with. No team should have problems with that, but, yeah, we see they do. Uh, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, that's where we are. We've got some changes in the NFL this year. Uh, and that doesn't even address the biggest story of the week, off the field, 
which I'm going to get to in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football might be over. It's now time for the madness. DraftKings, the leading sportsbook app, is here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account. You can fund it with cash now. Yeah, just sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook app, select Fund with Cash in the payment section, get a digital barcode. Then just take that cash and barcode to any one of our thousands of participating stores. While you're there, why not pick up DraftKings gift card? You know someone to get your buddy for his birthday. You want to say thanks to a neighbor, help you carry a sofa up three flights of stairs. It's give yourself an early Father's Day present, all these things. The DraftKings gift card, done and done. Visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com. Find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account funding options. Back to the rants. The biggest off-the-field story in some time in the NFL is about gambling. No area of sports business, sports law, has undergone a biggest sea change as sports betting. And the sports betting, as I've detailed so many times, the NFL, as all leagues, fought this in court against New Jersey from 2011 to 2017. Six years they fought against legalized sports betting. Why? Well, we know it's how great a monetization tool it is now, but the reason was they wanted a federal solution. They didn't want the state-by-state patchwork that's going on now. But since the 2018 Supreme Court decision, what do we know? We know the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, and uh, individual teams, media, have all jumped in sports betting. And full disclosure, as I just said, our presenting sponsor is DraftKings. And it's been ubiquitous, right? Spreads have always been ubiquitous, but now it's sports betting companies, sports business is tied in inextricably with sports betting. There we are. Now, having said all that, that's for the leagues, that's for the teams, that's for media, that's for those outside the game, not actors. And we found that out in a big way yesterday. News comes down that Calvin Ridley is suspended for a year from the NFL. He was away from the team for mental health issues because he made a bet, reported 1,500 in total bets over a few times on the Hard Rock Sportsbook app in Florida. He's been suspended a year. He has three days to appeal. He'll probably appeal. It just shows you the continued taboo of sports betting, even though we've allowed for sports betting in other ways, right? We allow for sports betting in all the different ways in sports, but not the players. Now, I know everyone can say, well, you know, who, of course the players should know that. I take a little bit of a different tack. And this happened with a Josh Shaw issue a couple days ago. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a change culture. Change with marijuana and change with sports betting. It's now open. It's, it's allowable. It's okay. So what we have is that's okay, but not for the players. That's where we are. Not for the players. Calvin really has found this out the hard way. Do I think other players are betting? Yes. And reports are that players can bet on anything but pro football, NFL football. So it is interesting that we allow for players to do that. Listen, I think my exchange on Twitter with Tony Dungy and others last night really talked about what I think the paramount problem is here. Betting, we learned it from fantasy. Betting is an incredible fan engagement tool. Um, 
it is everywhere for players to sort of say, no, I'm saying for teams and leagues to say, well, of course they can't get bet, but you have to understand the optics. Sports betting is ubiquitous. I'm not excusing what Calvin Ridley did. I'm not excusing the punishment, but I do think it's interesting. The level of punishment for that steroid suspension, four games, uh, personal conduct suspension, the most egregious six games, Ray Rice was one or two games before we knew the second video. Uh, Tyreek Hill, nothing. Uh, Some of these players, eight games. Well, this is a full season. So, you know, you just sort of see it and like, wait a minute. This is ingrained in the culture of the NFL now. Ingrained. Ingrained. Sports betting is part of the fabric of the culture. And I'm not excusing it, but it just does make you think. There's moral. There's no moral high ground from the NFL. They're in bed with all the sports betting companies. They placed a team in Vegas. They have Caesars as official sponsor. So there's no moral high ground. So let's just sort of remove the pretenses. I get it. Integrity is different when it comes to players, when it comes to teams and leagues. But something to think about. Something to think about. Does the NFL really expect to have no tolerance from players making small bets. I understand you're worried about match fixing. You're worried about all the integrity issues, but it's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. It's part of the culture. And fantasy was for a while, and now it's real betting. It's part of the culture. Again, just showing some conflicted comments from me. I understand it. I get it. But that's where we are. Okay. How about that? (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. I mean, I could talk about Major League Baseball real quick. Uh, They're restarting it. I've said it. I don't think they're done. I think we get a deal. I don't think this Armageddon about baseball is going to happen. I think we're going to get a deal. I picked March 15th as the day. That's a week from now that we'll have a CBA in baseball. We'll see about that. I haven't been great on predictions about Aaron Rodgers to see if I'm better about baseball and other things. That'll do it. For this special edition of the Business of Sports podcast with Andrew Brandt, thanks to my producer, Brian Neal. Thanks to my musical producer, who's happy, I think, about Aaron Rodgers coming back. My son, Sam Brandt. I am going to have a lot on this in my newsletter. If you haven't signed up, andrew-brandt.com. If you want some of me every day, go to the Sports Business League, uh, andrew-brandt.com slash SBL. I'm off to teach at Villanova. I'm off to talk tonight to a group. And I will be back next week. Apple comments, always appreciate it. And share this podcast with a friend if you would. That'll do it. I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brown. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.